Yep, insurance and injury law show the number 416-216-5910 and help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. That's email anytime, that number anytime outside of the uh, the hour of the show as well. Savannah, you're here. We're going to get to a bunch of stuff today. we got emails, we got questions to go through, and a few cases with the week that was as well. Absolutely, John. And as yeah, usual, it's been a very busy week, both on the uh, long-term disability front as well as the slip and fall and car accident front. Now that we're into winter. So let's start off with uh, a long-term disability email that we had received at the firm uh, from a gentleman who had been listening to the show. Mm-hmm. And he's been calling uh, or he's called on behalf of his wife who's been on LTD for two years due to surgery that she's had on her feet. I don't know what kind of surgery, but some kind of surgery. And upon receiving the medical documents from her doctor the insurance company deemed it that she's able to return back to work, right? The insurance company made that decision that she can go back to work. But her doctor stated uh, that the insurance company misinterpreted the medical documents and that she is not able to return back to work. And she was told that her insurance company, sorry, her insurance benefits, LTD benefits will be cut off in January. Uh, And she's been issued transition benefits, which essentially is that when they tell you, we're going to cut you off on so-and-so date, we're going to pay you up until that point. She's 55 years old. She's an admin assistant. She's getting about two grand a month right now. And of course, they need that money. So they've uh, emailed me to find out, well, what can they do about that? Well, the good thing is that they've contacted me before she was cut off. So oftentimes what we try to do in those situations is we try to avert a cutoff. And the way we do that is uh, we obviously look at the case, we look at all the medical documentation, and we write a very sharp worded letter to the insurance company. And figuratively speaking, we put a gun to their head. We say, look, if you are going to cut this person off, if you're going to proceed with terminating their benefits, you are going to be in breach of this policy. Remember, that insurance policy pursuant to which you are getting these LTD benefits, that is a contract. If the insurance company says, we're going to cut you off uh, for a reason which we believe is invalid or inaccurate or incorrect, we are going to take the position that at law, they are going to breach the contract. It's called an anticipatory breach. We are basically saying they're going to be breaching it. So what we're going to do is we're going to say, look, you should not be breaching the contract. And here's what's going to happen if you do. You're going to get a claim on your desk or at your door against the insurance company in which we're going to argue not only that you're going to have to reinstate those benefits and pay retroactively what you should have uh, paid all this right. time that you did not, but also we're going to be claiming other types of damages, punitive damages, damages to punish the insurance company for taking this action. So this is one of those cases that we can definitely help. And again, John, sometimes we're able to avert the cutoff and sometimes we're not. But the key thing is that this individual who's emailing us on behalf of his wife did not wait until she was cut off. He did not wait and do an appeal. You know, And we're going to talk about a few of those cases because I had a few of those people email me mm-hmm. uh, and even post questions on the uh, website, mydisabilityquestions.com, where they're asking, should we appeal, should we not? Very, very important. If you are cut off or told you're going to be cut off LTD, long-term disability, and you do not believe that you should be, your doctors are saying you should not be going back to work. Your wife should not be going back to work. Your husband should not be going back to work. Don't uh, take it. Don't don't no take kidding. it that you have no options. Just call me or email me and we'll figure this out. It won't be, it, it literally takes me only a few minutes to look at a case and tell you if you have a case or not and if you can stand up and fight the insurance company. And, and you know, when I say fight, it, it, it's, it's often seems as though, like I said, you know, I, I keep using this, this uh, phrase, this analogy, David and Goliath. Look, insurance companies are not there to fight claims. They're not interested in spending money on their lawyers. 
They're just assuming that most people will simply walk away. As soon as you put up some resistance, especially if there is a disability lawyer on Mm -hmm. your side and someone that has a good reputation, a good law firm, they will back off. They are not interested in wasting money when they know they're going to have to pay at some point right, in the just future. Just get it done. Just get it done. Yeah. 416-216-5910 is the number. What else you got? All right. So this is a question that, in fact, was posted to mydisabilityquestions.com, and I've been getting a lot of these kinds of questions recently. The question is this. My long-term disability has been stopped, yet I am not back to work yet and have not been offered modified duties. Um and then he makes, uh, or, or yeah, this individual, uh, his name is Mitch. Uh, he states uh, that he's been invited to appeal uh, the decision. Mm-hmm. And of course, my answer was, do not appeal these types of claims. I've talked about this before. When you are appealing a denial or a cutoff of a long-term disability claim, you are appealing it essentially to the same people who cut you off in the first place. You know, insurance companies may say, no, that's incorrect. You know, you have other do- medical documentation you can provide. We'll reconsider our decision. Rarely have I seen these kinds of decision or decisions get reversed uh, for whatever reason. It's just much easier to have a lawyer involved very quickly, very early on, because that's going to, I'm not going to say guarantee, but it's going to give you the best odds at an early resolution. If you are going to take the bait and appeal this decision that cut you off or denied your disability, and then appeal again for a second time, you're going to find yourself half a year, a year down the road at the exact same place you were a year earlier. And it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of emotional resources. And frankly, it's a waste of financial resources because you would have had to draw from any other savings or loan from friends or family just to survive during this time. And then you come to me and you expect me to just resolve it overnight. It's not going to get resolved overnight, but that's why I'm saying come to me early on at the beginning. We'll resolve it fairly quickly. You'll be able to move on with your life. It's amazing how people think, oh, I can appeal this, and they don't stop to think, who do you think you're appealing to? That's right. Right. Yeah, you're not appealing it to a third party. Right. You're not appealing it to another insurance company, to another adjudicator. You're not appealing it to the prime minister. You're appealing it to the same people who cut you off. And again, I'm not going to say it never works, but if it doesn't work 99 out of 100 times, does it make sense for you to to, take that shot? Why? Right. Just email me, call me. I will tell you within a few minutes, just by looking at some of the facts here and some of the medical documents you have, and you're going to have those because you would have used those to submit, in fact, your claim. Uh, Or if you've been on LTD and you were just cut off, you would have had some medical documents you would have submitted or your doctors would have submitted. Show me those. Tell me about your case, and I'll tell you within a few minutes, literally two, three minutes, if, in fact, you're able to... um, get a resolution early on, or if it's going to be a, prolo- a protracted fight. We'll get to more of those in just a moment, and we'll cover the injury calculator when we come back as well. Your emails, it is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. And the number outside the show anytime, 416-216-5910. This is the Insurance and Injury Law Show. Talk radio, AM640. 416-216-5910 and help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. We'll get to some of your emails here in a few minutes and tell you about the injury calculator. First, we're right uh, in the middle of the week that was. That's right. So here's a, uh, an interesting situation. I've had this gentleman call me uh, on behalf of uh, himself and his wife. They were both in a car accident back uh, in November of this year, earlier in November. Uh, and uh, they were essentially uh, at an intersection when a pickup truck ran a stoplight and hit the passenger side mm-hmm. of the vehicle. It was a pretty, uh, pretty significant uh, car accident. Uh, the other driver was charged with, um, I guess, some kind of uh, a breach of the Highway Traffic Act. Sure. Well, he went through a, uh, a, a stop sign. Now, 
Uh, this gentleman and his wife sustained multiple injuries. They were both taken to hospital. The wife suffered from fractured pelvis, broken finger, a concussion, uh, and she's currently using a wheelchair to get around. She has a physiotherapist even coming to the house once a week. Uh, and, you know, she, she this was so bad that she actually spent about a week and a half in the hospital. So it's, it's pretty significant. Now, the gentleman suffered from a concussion, which, again, a reminder, listeners, a concussion is a brain injury. Right. Most concussions uh, end up resolving, but a concussion is, in fact, a brain injury. Uh, so, you know, they are in their 60s. And they want to know what are their rights and what can they do here. And by the way, his wife was working casually um, up until this accident, about 10 hours a, a, a month or so, and she's unable to go back to work. Right. So first of all, when you're in a car accident, and we're going to have a lot more of those as the winter progresses, it's going to be a bad winter from what uh, the weather people are telling us, meteorologists. Uh, very important to understand that when you are injured in a car accident in Ontario, you have access to benefits through your insurance company. Uh, those are called accident benefits. And for, for those of you out there who have those, uh, you know, insurance policies that all of us really who are driving should have these kinds of policies right. out there. Most of us just call up the insurance company or a broker and say, we want a standard automobile insurance policy. Don't do that. If you are speaking with a broker or speaking with a rep from the insurance company, by the way, this is just a side note, not about this case, make sure that you buy optional benefits. Make sure that you pay a little bit extra so because it. It, it's, it is yeah, hugely, it absolutely, because throughout the years, uh, the government has been reducing more and more the benefits you're entitled to if you're injured in an accident. But be that as it may, uh, th- this couple is going to be entitled to a variety of benefits from their own insurance company. And it doesn't mean that their premiums are going to rise when they access those benefits. But those benefits are there mm-hmm. uh, because they paid for those benefits. And those include medical rehabilitation benefits. Uh, they include potentially uh, um, income replacement benefits for, for uh, his wife. Yeah. Very important to access those benefits as soon as you can. And they're probably, given the injuries that they've suffered, are going to have a claim against the at-fault driver. His insurance company will be involved in this claims process. Now, very, very important for them, in my view, to start that claim as soon as possible, given the severity of the injuries. If the wife is now in a wheelchair, I don't know what her prognosis is. We haven't talked yet. But maybe she's going to need home modifications. Maybe she's going to need to be put uh, in a special facility now uh, where she's going to have special people caring for her. Perhaps the concussion symptoms that they are both experiencing are not going to go away. Perhaps, in fact, they are going to get worse. Uh, so I'm assuming that they are in, in some kind of a routine uh, that the hospital, the various physicians looking after them are monitoring the concussive symptoms because these things can deteriorate, especially somebody who's, who's of that age. So very important to understand that if you are in a car accident, you should access certain benefits that are available to you through your own insurance company immediately, right away, away, and consider as soon as possible to start a claim against whoever was at fault. And I'm not saying to everyone out there, you know, if you have a fender bender, start a claim. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying at the very least, give me a call or email me uh, and and let's have a discussion. And oftentimes, John, I would tell someone, listen, your injuries are... Granted, you know, you're in pain, but let's take a few weeks, let's take a few months, let's see how you're doing. Uh, The prognosis seems favorable. I don't want to drag you through a process, a claims process, unless I think that it's going to be worthwhile to you. But if you're dealing with fractures and you're dealing with people who are elderly and she's in a wheelchair now and there's concussion involved, man, I would start this claim. I would start this claim sooner rather than later. And how many times have I seen these cases on the defense side? 
when I was defending insurance companies and I would see lawyers take on these cases and just sit on them and do nothing for months and months and sometimes years. And sometimes the lawyers would miss the limitation period. Oh, brutal. Right, and, and then they would have to, of course, tell the client and then the client would have to sue the lawyer, right, for missing the limitation period. So really important, when you have an injury that is more significant, make sure that you contact a good lawyer early on, not necessarily to sign up, but to understand what your options are. And that's really the key here. That's what we're doing here, John, all the time, every weekend. It's information, exactly. When you call us, when you talk to me, you talk to one of my associates, you are getting information. No one is forcing you to do anything. But at the very least, you know, you can dispel some of the myths that you see uh, on on the web. And and by the way, the Insurance Act, the uh, act that governs car accidents in Ontario, man, that thing changes you know, like the river changes. Every every second you look in there and it's it's a different regulation. So, so it's so crucial. It's, reva- it's it's so yeah. crucial to go to someone who knows what they're doing. You may be Googling this information and you're getting information that is a year old and that's already outdated, you know, like technology. Yeah. So very important to give us a call as soon as you can or email us and we'll just direct you through the process. 416-216-5910 and that email is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. We'll get lots more of the Insurance and Injury Law Show and some of your emails after a short break right here at Talk Radio AM 640. 416-216-5910 and help at ca. We'll get to one more case here with the week that was and uh, and move on. What do you got? Okay, so this is also a disability case. It's interesting because it has the employment component in there, which oftentimes happens with disability cases. In fact, by the way, I just had uh, this morning one of the lawyers in my firm who's handling the employment side of a disability case that we have, and we were coordinating and talking about how to advance both claims at the same time in parallel, yeah. one on the employment side with the employer and for us with the insurance company, Oftentimes, it's very crucial to coordinate this these types of claims because if you have two different law firms, two separate lawyers who are not talking to each other do this, one can step over the feet of the other and then the client is the one who suffers. So it's really, really unique uh, as a practice that we're able to do this internally within our firm. So anyway, so this lady contacted us. She suffers from insomnia, severe anxiety, and depression. Uh, her doctor wanted her off work for at least a month, effective October uh, 21st, and she's currently off work and is due to be reassessed. She's undergoing various therapies. Uh, she received a denial letter from the insurance company denying her uh, claim for disability uh, mid-November, and she submitted an appeal a few days later. So I'll stop right there. Yeah. There is an employment component. I'm not going to go into it. The employment component, I've referred to someone else in my firm, another an employment lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, people out there, if you are denied a disability claims, do not appeal these decisions. All that's going to happen is a month from now, she's going to get, she, she, she's going to get another denial. Right. And that denial is going to frustrate her and it's going to cause more anxiety and it's going to cause more insomnia and more depression. So it's, it's a circle, right? Yeah. So just make sure that you give us a call, email us, you're not hiring us by doing that. You're just getting information. It's just, I keep saying that and people, many of them believe me because they end up calling and emailing and we talk with them. But it's just so crucial, John, for people to just get this information, accurate information, okay? Not every piece of information you get out there that you Google is accurate. Uh, just give us a call, email us, and and we'll be able to direct you or at least tell you what. And by the way, if you don't want to call me or email me, go to mydisabilityquestions.com. Right. Post your question. You're going to get an answer from me within minutes. Right. Me. I'm the one who's answering those. Yeah. Uh, so I just I really urge you if you know someone in that situation, 
get them to do it or you do it for them and then direct them to speak with me. They lose nothing by doing so. Again, mydisabilityquestions.com is what we mentioned. Uh, let's move on to uh, to this, and that would be the injury calculator, another fantastic tool. Yes, uh, and this one applies for injuries. Uh, when you're dealing with a slip and fall and uh, you know you broke something or you tore something or you just have chronic back pain, chronic headaches, psychological injuries, you know, this is this is the season. You have tons of slip and falls. They happen all the time. Or trip and falls, by the way, when you have construction. Yeah. And, you know, you have hazards. There are just nowhere, you know, you're just walking and suddenly, boom, you, you just uh, uh, tripped over uh, a, a, a concrete block that, that was in your way. Or, uh, you know, there's a car accident. You were not at fault. You were a passenger. Uh, perhaps you were the driver, but you were hit. You're injured. You want to know what can you possibly get? What is the value of the pain and suffering that you are undergoing right now? And the problem is that when you call a lawyer, uh, you know, try calling 10 lawyers about this. And I guarantee you, John, the majority, majority of them, nine out of 10 at least, are going to be very evasive about the kind of damages you're looking at. What is the value of the pain and suffering that you could potentially recover? And, and you know, they're being evasive because they're being very careful. What what we did with the injurycalculator.ca is we compiled the list of cases. So it's a database of cases from across Canada where cases have gone all the way to trial very few cases, by the way, end up going to trial. But, you know, over the years, we've had a ton of cases go throughout the country. People with broken ankles, broken uh, shoulders, uh, you know, torn ligaments, whatever. And what we did is we put this into this database. And when you go to this site and you click on a few things, so you say, here, I, uh, I got injured in Toronto. It was a car accident. It was on so-and-so date. It takes you literally 20 seconds it's great. to go through It's a great tool. It. I've done it. Uh, you're not typing anything, really. You're just basically selecting through the menus. It's asking you what kind of injuries did you suffer. Uh, you're saying uh, that, you know, you injured your knee. Well, what kind of injury is it? Is it a break? Is it a tear? You're just giving enough information for the program to be able to take that information, run it through its database, and then mm-hmm. spit out, essentially, a range of damages, a value that you could potentially be looking at if you started the claim for compensation. And of course, every case is different, right? But people want a starting point. They want to understand, you know, I, w- I was struck from behind, uh, you know, when I was driving yesterday and uh, I went to the hospital and I was told that I have a disc protrusion in my back. Well, what is that worth? What is the value? I slipped and fell and I broke my knee. I'm going to have to have knee surgery, uh, knee replacement perhaps. What is the value of that? That's what the injury calculator tool does. It's a very unique tool. Uh, and it's accurate to the extent that we inputted all these cases into it. So this is not me saying that this is the value. You're not guessing here. I'm not guessing. This is just based on the criteria that the user inputs, and then the program runs it through the database of cases. And we should remind you that it is for pain and suffering. That's right. Right? That's right. And, you know, I, I get people confused with that a lot, actually, because, you know, when people go to a lawyer, when they contact me, they say, listen, what's my case worth? Is it worthwhile for me to pursue it? And I tell them, you know, the pain and suffering you're experiencing, that's just one component of your claim. If you are 50 years old and because of your injury, you're not able to work the 10-hour workdays you used to put in. Now you can work five hours uh, a day or five hours a week or perhaps you can't even work. You're going to have another category of compensation owed to you, which is income loss. Not just income loss, by the way, perhaps another subset category, which is a loss of competitive advantage. Right, John, I have a lot of people who are clients of mine who were able to go back to work, perhaps on modified duties. Maybe they're not losing any income, but now they are less competitive in the workforce because they have some kind of a disability that their employer is accommodating them for. 
before the accident, they were fantastic. They were great. If they were let go, you know, nowadays it's very uh, unusual to have a career for 30 or 40 years, right? right? So people change jobs all the time where because of an injury, you may be less competitive, particularly if it's a physical type of a job. Construction work. Right? Exactly. Right. So my point is, and, and you know, maybe you're unable to do things around the house. Maybe you need somebody to help you with mowing the, the lawn or, or uh, clearing the snow in the winter. Sure. You're going to pay someone. These are out-of-pocket expenses you are now going to have to incur because someone else caused you an injury. You are entitled to recover for those expenses. The injury calculator can't deal with that. It deals with specifically with pain and suffering, right. and that's what we were talking about. So very important that when you go through the calculator and you get whatever the range is of damages, there is a button at the end that you can click if you want me to assess your case in a more in-depth way, yeah. in which case I actually end up getting that information you inputted, and then we can have a discussion by email or by phone to figure out what is the true value of your case. It's a beauty. It's injurycalculator.ca. The number as well, if you want to talk to Savannah, is 416-216-5910. And we'll get to an email as soon as we come back from a short break to send us one help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. This is the Insurance and Injury Law Show. It's Talk Radio, AM 640. The number 416-216-5910, and uh, you want to send us an email, we'll get to right now. It is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Got to Sally from Milton. Writes in, says, uh, I was cut off long-term disability, and my adjuster told me to appeal, but you said not to. And we've been saying it since uh, we got on the air. Should I? The adjuster told me there is a chance, a chance I'll get approved, but she couldn't guarantee anything. This speaks to exactly what we've been talking about. Exactly. And the answer, yeah. Sally, is no. No. No, do call, not appeal. Man. Yeah, give me a call. Email me the documentation. It will take me literally minutes to tell you if you have a case. And you know, it's interesting. She writes, the adjuster told me there is a chance, a chance I'll get approved, but she couldn't guarantee anything. There's a chance you win the lotto max, too. A hundred percent, which is why I buy it, you know. <laughs> right. No, Sally, it's a waste of your time. Mm-hmm. It's going to cause you more stress. Don't do it. Email. You know what? Here's the appeal process. The appeal process is to go through me. Let me do it. Yeah. Let me deal with the insurance company. You're not going to have to deal with the adjuster anymore. By the way, this is important people to understand. As soon as I handle your case... They can't contact you. Exactly. Nice. You're not dealing with the adjuster anymore. You're not dealing with anybody that the adjuster sends your way. We are dealing with them. So you have us as a barrier. You have us as a shield against all that stress and anxiety. You just focus on recovering. And John, you know, that's the irony of these LTD claims. These insurance companies, oftentimes by cutting people off, denying their claims, they're sending them into a spiral, a downward spiral that, you know, once they contact a lawyer like us, in the claim itself, once we file the claim, we actually say that the insurance company has made everything worse, right? Yeah. Because that's what's happening. The insurance company is essentially re-victimizing the individual. Now, I'm not saying that in every case, the insurance company is wrong. Yeah, sometimes people don't qualify under the policy. But my God, in nine out of 10 cases that I see people calling me after listening to the show or reading something that I write, uh, they contact me because they feel they've been wronged. And you know, John, oftentimes when they feel they've been wronged, it's because they've been wronged. You know, you mentioned calling after the show, and that is 416-216-5910. You know, people uh, injured often, especially now. I mean, if we ever get any snow, I better not say that too loudly. It'll be snowing <laughs> before we wrap here. But eventually it's coming. People are going to get in car accidents. They're going to get injured, and they're going to go right to their family doctor, as they should, right after they uh, do their police reporting, et cetera, et cetera, if it's not that bad of an accident. Um, what, should be the, what should they be telling their doctors about their injuries? So that's, that's a critical question, and, and I say that because – you know, again, I'm going to put my defense lawyer's hat on when I used to work for insurance companies. So imagine this. I get a claim on my desk. It's a slip and fall accident from a year before. 
the person is now saying that the right shoulder is injured. They did an MRI months later, it shows a tear, now they need surgery. But guess what? For the first three months after the accident, the person only complained, based on the medical records I reviewed, right. only complained about back pains and knee pains, nothing to do with the shoulder. When I questioned them about it, they said, well, because the shoulder wasn't bothering me that much. It was bothering me, but not that much. So when I spoke with my doctor right after the fall, all I focused on was, you know, the back and the knee. The problem is that now that creates a discrepancy. And now the insurance company is going to pounce on that and say, look, you didn't complain about all of these injuries you are now complaining of. So what's the lesson here? The lesson is that after a car accident, after a slip and fall, after any injury, if you are going to seek medical attention, make sure you focus on all the pains. At the very least, make sure that all the pains in your body from the accident are uh, recorded. I mean, you, you can't you know, make sure that the doctor puts that down or the nurse writes that down, but yeah. mention everything. Don't simply assume that because your shoulder is only hurting slightly and your knee, your left knee is hurting that much more, the doctor only cares about the left knee. You never know what kind of damage you did to your right shoulder. Yeah, you might wake up the next day like, wow. It happens all the time. For sure. And the problem Adrenaline is, Adrenaline's flowing, so exactly, on and so forth, right? Exactly. But you're not thinking about that. You're thinking about only talking to the doctor because, you know, doctors are busy. Mm -hmm. The hospital is, is a very busy place. Even your own family doctor has sure. no time for you. You, only, you can only talk about one complaint at a time. Yeah. You know, very important to make sure that Right after an accident, you record or you, you explain uh, or discuss all of the pains and limitations that you have as a result of the accident. Because the insurance company, I guarantee you, are going to look very closely at the documents early on that were created. The other thing is that I'll mention, and this usually happens down the road after an accident. So a few days later, weeks later, months later, sometimes even years later, people are... Uh, more concerned with talking about physical injuries or physical issues um, as they relate to the accident. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they ignore it, they minimize the psychological impact, you know, John, because there is this, there, there is this... Um, you don't want to be a whiner. Yeah, you don't want to be a whiner. And, and, you know, there is this misconception out there that psychological injuries are less debilitating than, right. se than physical ones, where oftentimes it's the reverse. Yeah, gr they grin and bear it, right? Exactly. And, and that's the problem. And, and people end up, again, not talking about the nightmares they have, uh, the issues they're having in their marriage with their kids after the accident, especially in the months following the accident. Maybe yeah. they can't go back to work. They need a referral to a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a social worker, someone, but they're afraid to do that. Remember, the insurance company, if you make that allegation down the road that this is, in fact, interfering with your life, the psychological issue, if the insurance company doesn't see any of those notations that refer to anything psychological from the accident, after the accident, if they only see that a year, two years down uh, the road, they're going to say, look, it's not connected or it's because of something that predated the accident. Rightly so. So again, the lesson here, make sure that when you seek medical help after an accident, whether it's in the short term or in the long term, you really talk about all of the issues you're having. And by the same token, if your right shoulder is getting better, mention that it's getting yep. better. Insurance company is going to see that and say, oh, this person has credibility. Yep. They're not just talking about things are getting worse. They're also mentioning things are getting better. So very, very important. Be as accurate as you can when you speak with your treating professional. 416-216-5910 and help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. More of your emails and more questions coming up here in the Insurance and Injury Law Show. Talk radio, AM640.
416-216-5910 and help at theinsurancelawyer.ca for emails. By the way, that number anytime uh, outside the show hours uh, to get a hold of uh, Savannah Blake from Sarnia says, I've been in a car accident five years ago. I'd been in a car accident five years ago, but I wasn't injured. I was in another accident one month ago where I was hit from the side and I have a lot of pain in my left shoulder. Haven't gone back to work. My insurance adjuster asked a lot of questions about the accident from five years ago. Are they trying to use that against me? Well, first of all, before I answer the question, uh, John, this is interesting. Blake is is emailing us from Sarnia, mm-hmm. so it's interesting. I mean, we, we actually get calls and emails from across the province, sure and we help people across the province. It's not just the GTA or Ottawa or Hamilton. It's across Ontario. Uh, now, Blake, yes, the insurance company will try to the extent that they can blame any of the uh, issues that you're having, any limitations or pains that you're having on anything other than the accident at hand. And that's a tactic that's a very generic and generally used tactic by insurance companies and defense lawyers. I use that tactic as well Hmm. when I did insurance defense. But you know, at the end of the day, it all comes down to what the medical documents show. If five years ago when you were in that accident, if you're saying you were not injured, but when they end up getting the medical records from your doctor, from your family doctor, from five years ago, it shows that you were going to rehab for two years and you were complaining of concussion and you were complaining of this and that, suddenly your credibility is going to be at issue. So not only are uh, the insurance companies looking to blame another accident or another injury um, as opposed to the one that you've called them about or the one you're making a claim about, but they're going to also want to know your take on the injuries and the effect of those other accidents on your well-being. Because again, think about it this way. Uh, If, in fact, you had these multiple accidents, and that's, by the way, very common. People have accidents all the time. Sometimes they're slip and fall, Mm -hmm. another car accident, whatever. Oftentimes, not only do we try and figure out which injuries are attributable to which accident, but we're trying to figure out if the person's recollection uh, is accurate. And again, if, in fact, you're saying, Blake, that your injuries currently are from the current accident, and yet when we get the medical records, we see that you're still in rehab from the accident five years ago, well, your claim is going to have a very low value because your credibility is going to have a very low value. So you have to understand that whenever you're answering questions about uh, previous accidents or subsequent accidents, the insurance company is likely going to get their hands at some point on your medical records, which are going to reflect a true story. And you want to make sure that whatever answers you give the insurance adjuster or the defense lawyer that they don't deviate from what the medical records are going to show. Because as soon as there is deviation between what you say as a claimant and the medical records, presumptively the medical records trump. Okay? Very, very important to understand that. That's what insurance companies go by. And frankly, that's what most people go by. Because you can say anything, John, right? But your medical records from five years ago are going to tell another story. Of course they will. So can you settle an injury or disability claim without like medical records or reports? No, you can't. Uh, I mean, listen, sometimes insurance adjusters will throw a few thousand bucks at you to make you go away uh, so you don't hire a lawyer. But, you know, they're almost always going to want something, which is why it's so critical to make sure that when you report an accident to your family doctor, to a walking clinic doctor, to the hospital, that you really are very accurate or as accurate as you can be about how the accident happened, because you're going to be asked that, as well as about your injuries and limitations. Whatever information you give them, if that information makes its way into the medical records, whether that's the emergency medical record, whether that is the records, uh, the, 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 uh, 
written notes of the nurse that was triaging at the time at the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Those things are going to come to light. Insurance company is going to get those, and they're going to evaluate the severity of your case based on how severe it seemed at the time right after the accident. It doesn't mean, by the way, that injuries don't become worse. It just means the insurance companies put a lot of weight on the initial medical documentation because that tells them really how concerned you were and how concerned the medical professionals that were treating you were. And and again, that affects the value that the insurance company places on your claim. If your long-term disability happens because of an injury from, say, a car accident, do you have to start both claims at the same time? Or should you? Uh, so that it's an interesting question because it depends. Um, sometimes it happens, and I have a claim right now that comes to mind that's going to a mediation uh, right after the new year. It's a car accident claim, a fairly severe one. And uh, my client was just recently uh, cut off long-term disability as well. But we had no reason to start a claim against the LTD insurer right? Mm-hmm. Because she wasn't cut off until very recently. Right. So what we did is we started a claim immediately against the LTD insurer and then invited them to the mediation right after the new year that we're having with the insurance company in the automobile accident. Okay. I know it seems very, very convoluted. Yeah. My point is you don't always have to do it, but it is so critical to go to a law firm or a lawyer that can handle all of these claims at the same time because oftentimes there is strategic and tactical value right. in starting these claims at the same time or... If you're not starting them at the same time, perhaps getting them to a mediation or a settlement conference at the same time so you have everyone at the table when you're discussing settlement. We'll uh, take a short break and into a bunch of emails here as we continue 416-216-5910 and help at theinsurancelawyer.ca for an email. If you have some time, bounce over to injurycalculator.ca and see what your pain and suffering from an accident or slip and fall could be worth in dollars. It's all there and very uh, very easy to use. More of the Insurance and Injury Law Show. It's coming up. Talk Radio, AM640. 416-216-5910 and help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. That is the email address to use. If you want to talk to Savannah, ask him a question. And uh, Jill did exactly that. Uh, writes in from Ottawa, says, My father's been battling depression since my mother died two years ago. He's uh, seen a psychologist regularly and is hardly able to get out of the house. He's on long-term disability and was just told that his benefits will stop in January. He's only 58 years old. Can we fight this? So yes, Joe. So we talked about this, exactly this point at the beginning of the show. Absolutely, he can fight this. And again, when I say fight, he's not fighting anything. We are the ones who are taking on the insurance company, especially in a case where you're dealing with someone who is battling depression or battling anxiety or battling anything that is psychological, psychologically debilitating. You know, John, I've talked to quite a few psychologists in the past. I mean, my undergrad degree is in psychology. You know, so I I still deal a lot with these kinds of issues on a day-to-day basis. And my God, people who are, uh, you know, who are battling these kinds of of issues, someone died or there is a tragic situation that happened or perhaps something happened to their child. I mean, the last thing they need is to have this adjuster telling them they don't qualify somehow. So Jill, 100% we can help, no question. Now he's told that he's going to be cut off in January. So that's similar to one of the cases we talked about at the beginning of the show. Uh, I'll be able to uh, communicate with this insurance company well before he's cut off. Maybe we can avert the cutoff. Let me try. Let me try and email the adjuster directly. I'll have to have your author- your father's authorization, yeah. obviously. Let's chat about this off air. Let me get some more of the information that I need. Let me see some of the uh, documentation or reports that the psychologist prepared, because presumably there were some reports uh, in support of his ongoing disability, inability to work. 
let me deal with the adjuster or the manager for the adjuster and let me see if I can avert the cutoff. Right. If I can, fantastic, that's great. He doesn't have to worry about this. If, for whatever reason, the insurance company is just being stubborn and stupid, let me deal with them. Let me deal with them legally. He's not going to have to deal with it. I will deal with it. And I'm telling you right now, based on the information you've given me, if the psychologist says he cannot go back to work for the foreseeable future, I'm telling you right now, we're going to be able to resolve his case successfully. God, Ben from Toronto says, I slipped on ice last week uh, when I exited a coffee place, hit my right knee in the ground. I went to the doctor and did x-rays. Shows that there's a break. Oh, man. Uh, they're referring me to a surgeon. Can I go after the coffee shop? They really should have put salt there, and I even asked them why they didn't, and they said that they didn't get a chance to. Really angry about this. What do I do? Well, I'd be very angry too, Ben. Uh, so there's a few issues here. Number one, I'd like to know if you took some photographs or if you yeah. ask someone to go right after and take photographs of the area. Because oftentimes, yeah, there is no salt, there is no sand, but right after they're going to put something there. So it's really key if you have photographs to show how badly uh, maintained the area was. Now, keep in mind, the coffee shop itself, we don't know if they are the only ones who had a responsibility responsibility for the area. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly where this happened. Maybe there's a mall. Maybe there's a maintenance company, a management company. Maybe there's a winter maintenance contractor that wasn't doing his or her job, right? Really important to understand who all the players are. But Ben, 100%. You said that you're going to have uh, surgery on your knee. I've dealt with so many knee uh, cases, John. It is crazy. Once you injure that knee, we're using the lower extremities, our legs all the time. Knee and shoulder. My God, once you injure that, you're in for a potential knee replacement, and then there is revision surgery down the road. I mean, it's just- Tons of rehab. It's a nightmare. Tons Tons of physio. Tons, and that affects the way you walk, and it may affect your hip. You may need a hip replacement at some point. I'm not talking about arthritis, osteoarthritis. I'm not a doctor, right? My brother is, I'm not. But, you know, you'll be able to, uh, uh, you know, figure that out. What I can tell you, this is no small injury. This is no small case. It has to be done correctly from the beginning. So, Ben, what we would do here is we would write the coffee shop and whoever is responsible for the area there, we would get all of the insurance companies on board. We will figure out how we proceed. But I can tell you, you have to do this sooner rather than later. You have every right to do this. Clearly, they did not do their job. And now, now you're going to have to deal with this for the rest of your life. And again, stressing the importance of the uh, importance that everybody carries around cell phones. Take pictures whenever this happens. Pictures right or there, video. Click, click, Absolutely. Click, done, yes. right? Yeah. Get it done quickly. Exactly. Having your records. Uh, it, until next time, here's the, the contact to get a hold of Savannah. Now the show is uh, done for, for this week. 416-216-5910. That phone number anytime. You can email help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. And if you haven't checked out the injury calculator, see what your pain and suffering, the pain and suffering component of your, of your claim could be and should be. That is injurycalculator.ca. Till next time, the Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM 640.